You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, friend. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And please take a couple of minutes to pause this episode and leave us a little five-star review if you're loving the show. It is truly the biggest blessing to us when you do that. Plus, we love to hear the shows and topics you love hearing from us most. Now, today, we decided to tackle a question we get asked all the time, legit, on every coaching call, every DM, every business question we nearly get dealt. And the question is, what do I do if I'm not getting booked? Right? Like, you got into business to serve clients like the rock star you are, doing what you love, but what happens when it feels like you're doing all the things only to be met with crickets in your inbox? Or worse, potential clients ghosting you when you respond to their inquiries. Yikes. Well, friend, there is a lot to unpack with this questions because this answer just isn't a one-size-fits-all situation. There's a lot of factors that play into what could be causing your inbox to be the Sahara Desert. So in today's show, we took a little workshop approach. Today, Linz and I are giving you a bunch of questions to ask yourself about what you may be doing or not doing in your business and marketing that could potentially be the cause of your booking woes. This episode is basically a free coaching call, deep dive Nancy Drew session. So if you are ready to dive in and uncover why you are not getting booked, let's get sleuthing. Photographers, I'm going to tell it to you straight today. One thing Lindsay and I have noticed over the years of coaching so many photographers is that many of us spend a majority of our time stuck behind a computer, editing, calling, delivering our photos, which can actually lead us to not focusing on the overall growth of our business or giving our clients an out-of-this-world experience. But the good news is that it does not have to be this way. Today, we want to introduce you to Post Partner. Unlike other photo editing companies, Post Partner is designed to partner with you for the long term as you grow your business. They pair you up with a dedicated editor committed to learning your unique style. You get direct access to your editor to build a collaborative relationship without having to manage a staff member in-house. So let's get you out of your editing cave so you can get back to growing your business and getting your life back. To get started with a free trial, go to postpartner.com forward slash heart and hustle. That's postpartner.com forward slash heart and hustle and use the code heart and hustle for $200 off your first order. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. What to do when bookings are not coming in, y'all? The question of the... Yeah, the age, the age old question. I feel like this is such a meaty topic. Um, Like we've, we've covered this in, in various ways, but I don't actually know if we've done a straight up episode just on like this topic alone, like just hitting the question with the nail on the head and in full transparency, this question alone could be literally a three month coaching call with one of us, like genuinely like It, it also, I think, varies from business to business on what could be the root cause. Just because like the reason that you might get in, be not getting booked, you know, the person that's listening to this could be different than, you know, the other person that's listening to this that is not getting booked, right? 
Yeah. Um, so we're going to do our darndest in this episode to cover as much as we can without fully knowing the, you know, your exact business model, you know, your strategies, your client base, your season of business, whatever. Um, so we're going to kind of take an approach where we're going to kind of take the issue, which is bookings are not coming in. What do I do? And we're going to kind of workshop it backwards a little bit and kind of ask you a bunch of questions and principles that we've genuinely talked about on the show, like many, many times, but kind of I think it might be helpful if you're just like listening to this episode and being like, oh, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? Oh, okay, no. Then how could I, or, or maybe I am doing this, but maybe not in that kind of way, if that makes yeah. sense. And so we're just going to workshop and give you a bunch of things and topics and questions to think about in your own business and to apply to your own business so that you can kind of look at why you're not getting booked and kind of match that up with, oh, that could be a reason. Yep. I love it. Okay. So let's dive straight on in. Number one, first question, is your portfolio aligning with your ideal clients? So are you showcasing what you want to continue booking? Is your photo work or your client work or whatever it is that you're blasting in your marketing everywhere, what you actually want to continue booking? And is it going to resonate with and reach your ideal client? If not, a slower season without bookings is a great time to set up some free or discounted sessions or work or whatever. So you can build up your dream portfolio that will speak directly to your ideal client. Like at the end of the day, if you are not show, like, I want you to imagine a business that is marketing. Um, I don't know, bright blue paintings and you like, you're like, great, I'd love bright blue paintings. And then you go to try to purchase from them. And they're like, oh, actually, I really want to get into bright red paintings. Do you like bright red? And you're like, no, I liked blue. That's why I <laughs> booked you. And you're like, well, I, I'm really wanting to pivot into bright red. And you're like, well, then show bright red. Show bright red. Like, I, I, that's probably the most lame example. But you get like, you want to be putting out what is going to attract your ideal client who's going to be like, that is what I want, that I have to work with this photographer, that photo, I would die to have that photo or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like you want to be showcasing the work that is going to attract and align with your ideal client. Mm. All right. And then number two question to think about is, uh, this is a, this is like a really, really big one. So just bear with us here. Um, are you posting and blogging or just basically putting out content onto the internet that is helpful tips for your customers along with personal slash lifestyle stuff that will also be connecting with your ideal clients. So there's kind of two things there that I want to kind of address. Yeah. Uh, it's a twofold doozy. <laughs> so let's talk about the first part first, kind of the, the education or like the helpful tip category, right? Basically the question is, are you putting out content on the internet, blog and social media, just for today's sake, just talk about those two, that is giving your ideal client helpful tips and tricks in relation to what you do? Okay. So that's what I want you to ask yourself because what that's doing, if you're not doing it like, or what that will do is showcase your expertise and experience and value to potential clients. And so when I say like put out education or tips or helpful, you know, things that your ideal client could use that can look like this. So I'm going to use like a bunch of different, you know, uh, industries, how to know if you're ready to hire a social media manager like a social media manager make a post or a blog post or a TikTok or whatever that basically answers that question. And what that's doing is going out to people that need a social media manager and they mm -hmm. might incorporate or, or sorry, interact with your content and be like, oh, that's that was actually really helpful. Oh, wait, also she's a social media manager. Let me, let, let me look into her. Um, so that's one example. Another thing for a wedding photographer or even a wedding planner could be three tips for a stress-free wedding day. 
Again, you're creating a helpful piece of content for your ideal client, a bride or groom, uh, and you're basically alleviating the pain point that they have, which is planning a wedding, or you're helping alleviate that. Mm -hmm. Um, Another example could be how to find the right hairstyle for your face shape. Literally a hairstylist or a makeup artist, maybe not a makeup artist, but like a hairstylist in two seconds could make that. And Mm -hmm. it, it, again, it addresses a pain point and gives a tip for your ideal client. Um, Mm -hmm. Another... Oh, no, that's all the examples I have. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I thought I I had more examples, but I I think you get it. It's basically, when I say education, so many people think business education, and that is absolutely, unless you are a business coach, that is the only time that that's applicable. Education just means helpful tips and tricks for your ideal client in relation to what you do. Yes. And why, like, why should we share this stuff? Because it, it positions you as an expert in your industry and it's also content that helps you get seen by your potential clients because it's, you know, things that they care about and that they want answers to anyway. And so it's like, oh, you alleviated their pain point without even having them hire you. Imagine mm-hmm. if they hired you. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> it helps build trust. Also that. Also that's yeah. a bonus. <laughs> if like you're giving them like all of that that free content, you're you're helping solve problems. They're like, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. They're trustworthy. They're going to show up for me. Yep. So all of that is along the, the, the forward end of it, like the beginning of our question. What am I saying? Along the first half of that question of, are you posting or blogging helpful tips for your customers? Now I want to touch on the second half, along with the personal or lifestyle stuff that will also be connecting with your ideal clients. So the second part of, of my question or the question is showcasing a human being behind your business. In other words, you, like you are the unique factor in your business. You always have, you always will be. We've said this a million times on this show, but you could have the exact same process as someone else, the same product, the same experience, the same price, but still someone will choose you over someone else purely because they connect with and value working with you. So showcase you. Now, granted, you are not the star of the show your clients are. So never like present yourself as if I am the big shot and you are the peon. Like, you know, like that's not when we (laughs) say peon. When we say like showcase you, we mean like show up and, and be a human and connect. So what that looks like is share personal content on your blog and your Instagram that actually connects with and relates to the heart of the potential client. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean just sharing like random lifestyle stuff just because like Evie and Lindsay told you to. It's genuinely thinking like, what do I love that is part of my heart, my brand, my personality, something that my clients would truly connect with that has nothing to do with what I sell? And how can I show up and share that with them? Like, don't overthink this just be a human. This is where you get to share like a little bit more of just the, like, as if you were, had a personal Instagram and you're just sharing little aspects of your day or your life or life updates or different things for your best friends to see. Like think of it as building friendships versus like talking to clients, if that makes sense. So Mm. if you are learning, you know, I don't know if you're taking a new pottery class and you love trying new things. That's a big part of like your passion in life. So you're taking a pottery class and you're learning different things about pottery that you think are so cool. Post some stories about it and like talk about it. And I'm sure your ideal client who is either in love with pottery as you're falling in love with it or... They're like, I love trying new things. I've always been interested in pottery or I, that's so cool. I had no idea that that was a part of the process or that's how hot the kilns got or whatever. Like sh- there's connection points where someone's like, that's fascinating. Like, I love that she sucks at this, you know, cause AKA me with pottery, like totally falls apart on the wheel. There's like 
aspects of just humanity and being a human and like building like a friendship connection that is going to do so much in building that relationship with your ideal clients. And if anybody's sitting there being like, I don't know, Evie, I don't know if I want to do that. I want you to go back and look through your Instagram content and look at the highest engaging, most (laughs) like reach content that you've ever created. And I will guarantee you with, I will bet freaking cash money dollars right now that your highest engagement post ever of all time was as long as, as far as back the insights will go on, on Instagram is a personal post. I will guarantee it's either about you. It's about your family. It's about a life update. It is something that is personal to you and it is not a business post. There could be an anomaly out there depending on, you know, whatever. If if somebody's never posted anything personal, then yeah, your most engaged posts will naturally be, you get it. Uh, What I'm saying is like, there's a reason for that. It's because people are craving authenticity. They're craving connection. So like we as a business owners, like use that to your advantage. Yes. All right. Number three, the the third question that we want you to ask yourself is if you're not getting booked is, do you feel like your emails and your overall client experience aligns with the clients that you're wanting to attract? So ponder that question while I slam you with more questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So some like kind of diving into that whole concept as a whole of like kind of the backend client experience email unpacking. Thank you. Is I want you to ask these questions. Do your emails feel quality, detailed, aligned with your brand voice, speaking to ideal clients and repelling and attracting? Do they have details and, and or sorry, in that email, do you have a detailed and quality pricing guide or are you just sending pricing written, you know, directly in the email? And then do you explain via your website, your social media, your emails, your pricing guide, uh, why someone should be choosing you above somebody else? We, If you've heard us talk about this in the past, it's always been... Usually we we put that kind of like language on an experience page, but it can be honestly anywhere. And it can you just basically should answer the question of why me and what will working with me look and feel like mm-hmm. uh, if you hire me. Yep. A couple other questions you can ask yourself is, do you feel confident in your initial inquiry response email? Is it detailed? Is it full of information? Is it repelling and attracting your ideal clients? Does it have that full pricing guide attached? Is it aligned with your personal brand voice? And are you sharing in that first email what makes you different? Like that first email should be one of your strongest that you ever send. Um, And then do you under promise and over deliver throughout your entire client experience? And do you offer things like client gifts and lots of extra touch-ins throughout their experience that really elevates it? Like, these are the questions that you want to ask yourself of like, do I think my email communication and my overall client experience are aligned with the clients that I'm wanting to attract? So if you're currently, you know, just communicating via Gmail, not using like HoneyBook or something like that, using your, your email that you created when you were 15 years old, and which we've all been there. We've all started someplace. So this isn't a shame. It's just more of like, let's assess objectively. If you're doing all of that, you do not have a pricing guide. So you're just writing out your pricing in text in the email. And your email begins with, hello, congratulations on your upcoming nuptials. I am very excited, period. I would love to discuss. I am available for your date. Here are the detailed informations that you need, period. Like, and then you put the the information. If that is what your first email is looking like, even if it's a little more personal, but still basically follows that concept. Yes. 
that's, you can, I promise you can up-level that. You can take it to the next level. Everything we've talked about, detailed pricing guide, tons of information, give them as much as you can of like who I am, repel, attract. Here's who I serve. Here's what I thrive in. Here's what I bring to the table. Here's why working with me, what working with me looks like. Include reviews in your pricing guide. Like all of that, that's going to change people booking with you and everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, this person's amazing. I have to work with them. So those are just some questions to ask yourself on your overall email and client experience. If you are loving what you're hearing on today's episode, then we wanted to share something else you might love, The Heart Shop. It's our digital resource online shop for creative entrepreneurs. The Heart Shop is your one-stop shop for all of our online courses, luxury website templates, PDF guides, social media graphic templates, and illustrations. If you've been at your wit's end with your website design and you don't know where the heck to create a high-quality pricing or welcome guide to give your clients an incredible branded first impression, ooh, we got you. (laughs) We created The Heart Shop to serve you with the best tools and resources you need to successfully run your business. Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and start browsing the goods. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop. And we'll see you there. Want to know what both Evie and I use for our skincare? Our absolute favorite non-toxic skincare products are without a doubt Primally Pure. Yes. If you've been searching for a natural non-toxic skincare company, you can actually feel solid about using, knowing that the ingredients won't harm you and are derived from nature, then I'm not joking when I say that you need to try Primally Pure. Evie and I have been using Primally Pure for our skincare for a couple of years now, and we are legit in love. Like, we love that every product has minimal, safe, all-natural ingredients that, I'm not joking, smell divine and make our skin look and feel healthy and beautiful. Yeah, some of our favorite products that we've used from Primally Pure are their charcoal deodorant, the cleansing oil, their lavender complexion mist, and their clarity serum. Like, Every freaking product of theirs, we're not kidding, knocks it out of the park as far as quality and making our skin feel incredible. For 10% off your order, you can use code Heart and Hustle. That's all caps, no spaces at checkout using the link in our show notes. We know that you're going to love Primally Pure as much as we do. Again, that's code Heart and Hustle for 10% off your order today. All right, number four Are you being consistent with your forward facing marketing? Basically, posting on your blog, on Instagram, on TikTok, or wherever your marketing channels are several times a week. Basically, are you showing up on stories, showcasing not only your work, but behind the scenes of you working with clients, of your business backend, of your client experience workflow? Are you showcasing, like, for example, for a photographer, like the editing process? Mm-hmm. Um, but are you also showing on stories and on social content in general, your personal, like, like aspects of your personal life, like we said earlier, that will connect with clients? Like, are you doing that semi-consistently is is the question there. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like, you know, social media, like there's, there's so many ways, which we've said this before, there's so many different ways to market your business. So you don't have to do all of them. However, the more you show up in front of people, the more you stay top of mind. So if you're really focusing on Pinterest marketing and that involves, you know, blogging consistently and being, having consistent pins going out, like, are you being consistent with it? Or is somebody seeing a pin of yours, like of, of work of yours or helpful tip for, you know, that ideal client or whatever, like once every six months, you're not going to stand out to them. You're not going to stay top of mind. But if it's like every time they go to search something on Pinterest or f- try to find something, your work is popping up you stay top of mind. Same with social media, same with like Instagram. Like the more you are in front of people's faces, the more they're like, 
yes, wow, oh, that aspect, I didn't know this. Like you want to showcase too, not only your work, but also your workflow, your experience, like you, obviously we talked about that before, but that's all a part of presenting you and your brand. And the point of it is to just stay consistent. Like I swear, you know, anytime Lindsay and I notice like ourselves a little bit lower in bookings, and we like step up our forward-facing marketing a little bit and are just stay top of mind, stay up on our stories, post like once a day, whatever, our inquiries start coming in. So that's, and that's not to say like, if you just started your business yesterday, that might not necessarily happen for you if you just start posting every day for the next week. But it very well might because the reality is if you post once every six months, people are, you're not top of mind. People are not going to be seeing like your stuff coming up and be reminded, wow, they're out there hustling. They're doing it. Oh my gosh, I love that photo. I need a photo like that. Hey, our anniversary is coming up. We need to hire this photographer. Like that's the process that you want to be taking people through and you want to be consistent with showing up in people's lives so that you stay top of mind. Mm. All right, next question. We're diving in. We're getting nitty gritty here. Number five. Are you sending follow-up emails to any inquiring client when they ghost? Um, and and so that that's the first question. Are you sending follow-ups or are you just saying, oh, they never responded? Woe is me. Um, <laughs> so that's something. But also I would say, are your follow-up emails written in a way that encourages a response or are they easily deletable and forgettable? So what I mean by that is like, um, is it a simple thing like, hey, just wanted to follow up and see, make sure you got my email. Thanks. <laughs> and, or, or is it like, Hey, you know, whatever, insert name. I noticed that you didn't, you haven't responded to my email. I just wanted to make sure that there was, if there was any other questions that you had, uh, that I was answering them or or whatever, basically you're framing it in a way that's encouraging a response by like, by what you're saying and then asking a question. So like, Hey, is there anything that I can do for you? Or is there any, any information that we might've missed? Um, a, a bonus with this is if you have HoneyBook, you can see if somebody read your initial inquiry or not, because that also can maybe affect how you might phrase or tweak your follow-up email template. Um, Because if they've never seen it, then I would be like, hey, sometimes uh, sometimes my first emails go to spam. I just want to follow up just to make sure you knew that I did get your email and I would love to chat or whatever. But if they saw it, then that's where I would like ask specific questions. Um, And I would also say, hey, if I don't hear back from you after this email, like I will consider that, that you are going in a different direction and I will therefore close your inquiry. So again, it almost encourages like an inciting, I said that weird an inciting like response immediately. Cause sometimes people, um, like they want to work with you, but they just, they're not on your same timeline. Um, and they're, you know, doing their own thing. But if you give them like not an ultimatum, but kind of like a situation where it's, it's saying like, Hey, I will close this if I don't hear a response from you. Thanks. Well, yeah. you know, don't say that. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I think like follow-up emails, like you you will still get ghosted no matter how successful you are, no matter how popular you are, no matter how many years you've been doing it. it yeah. But ghostings decrease significantly in my experience, but we still get ghosted occasionally. So we still yeah. send follow-up emails. Um, and with that, like what you want to be doing throughout all of this communication is making like the next step of communication as easy as possible for someone to understand like how to book with you as well as how to take those next steps. So, you know, if they are like 
responding back and be like, oh yes, I just wasn't sure how to like proceed. You can be like, no worries. Here's a Calendly link. Let's hop on a call. You know, that's the next step. And I can explain, you know, the following steps after that on, on our consult call. I'd be, I'm so excited to chat, you know, like keep things as simple and straightforward. Like don't go back and forth a million times trying to nail down a time and day to talk, like send a Calendly link. Um, just different things like that. Keep things as tangible, as easy to understand, as unconvoluted and like simple as possible. Yep. I love it. Okay. Number six, almost done friends. Buckle up, hold in. We got, we got this coming in for a landing. (laughs) Are you showing the world how busy, how talented, how passionate, and how experienced you are in your work? So if you aren't getting booked and you don't have any work coming in, then are you going out and making free work for yourself? Are you setting up styled shoots to build out your portfolio? Are you sharing the heck out of you out there doing these free shoots, these styled shoots? And like showcasing that you are staying busy. And I, and I what with that, I don't want to ever say like lie. Like I'm not, that does not supposed to be like lie and be like, this was my highest paid shoe. And it's like free. Like <laughs> the, the point isn't you're not communicating whether or not it's a paid client. You're just communicating that you are active. You are out there shooting. You are doing the work. And that doesn't matter if it's a styled shoot or not. Yeah, it's still, you're still doing the same amount of work. It's just whether or not it's paid. But that like showcasing you out there keeps you top of mind. It shows that you're constantly improving, that you are gaining more and more experience, that you're passionate. You have more portfolio to show in marketing materials. You have more like, you know, client examples to show people when they're like, hey, have you ever shot in this situation or, you know, whatever your business model is, you're you're gaining and diversifying your portfolio experience. Like show you out there creating your product or your service. Show what the process looks like. Invite them in and share like via your stories, your reels, your TikToks, like how incredible you are and what people can expect when they work with you and what their results could look like. Like that, you just have to stay showcasing that if you're trying to get more and more bookings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I, I know it's so easy to use the excuse of like, well... I don't have bookings coming in. It's like, well, then just like we said, make free work and story the crap out of it. Like story you doing self-portraits. I don't care. Like literally showcase the process of you making your product or creating your art or doing your service, even if it's for yourself. And like show that consistently. And don't assume that people know that that's what you do. Like show it on a blog, like create content around it. End of discussion. Okay. Well, not end of discussion. We have one more. (laughs) Not end of discussion. The last point is number seven. Are you positioning yourself as the person, the guide who will help make their dreams come true? So Mm. this, this goes back to the timeless story brand marketing principle, which we've talked about a million times, but your marketing and your business realistically shouldn't be about you and your business and how you need to make money. Like that's not what you're doing. It should be about them and their goals. You're the guide who's going to help your the hero of the story, which is your clients or your customers, get to their end goal, not the other way around. So showing up online with authority, with expertise, with tips, with strategies, with identifying exactly where your ideal client is and where they're wanting to go and how you can help them get there, that is your goal and your purpose. So if you're not approaching your marketing from that perspective... I guarantee you shift that, you will start reaching ideal clients. Let's actually, real quick, because I, I feel like we've shared this before and I I feel like I've gotten this on 
like a group coaching call or maybe it was a coaching call or maybe it was a, just a DM. I can't remember. But I feel like when people hear that, like the story brand principle of like help your client get to where they want to go in life, I feel like specifically for photographers and and we can maybe do any niche of photography. I don't think it matters. They're like, how do I apply that though logistically to my client? Like, so let's take like a family or maybe not a family, like a senior photographer because, or a portrait, whatever, senior, yeah, same thing. Um, Because I I could, I can see people being like, okay, I I understand the principle, you know, when it comes to like hair care, because like, oh, this bottle, you know, makes your frizzy hair not frizzy anymore. That's where they want to go in life (laughs) as it relates to hair. Sure. Or whatever. Um, But I think there's like almost like a block in, in photographers, specifically their minds when they're trying to apply this to their niche of photography. So let's take a senior example, like just as, as a, as it relates. So like, what is your product? You take photos of seniors in this season of life. So what is the pain point? Like, what is the, what is the pain point or what is the problem that they're dealing with that you help solve? They like, I mean, and you could get meta with this depending on how deep you go, but like the, the physical need is that they need senior portraits. And, and like on a superficial level, maybe they need it for their yearbook, but I would encourage you to get deeper than that. Um, like why do, why does this specific year in their life need to be captured? Why is senior photography even a thing? And I would dig deep into that. And it's saying like, okay, they want to remember like this year of their life and this season of high school. And like, before they like go out and start their career or go to college and kind of like go off into a completely new season of their life this time is sacred. And like this season is worth celebrating and worth remembering. And so if that's the issue, like that, if they don't get senior portraits, they won't have those memories captured forever to look back on or to laugh on. Like, I mean, maybe not not saying that, but like there's a gap there and maybe it's, it's might be, you might have to dig a little bit deeper to find like the heart of it than you would if you can like clearly identify like, oh, a vacuum helps your house get clean. Like that's more of an easily like identifiable pain point. There's still pain points with photography, whether it's wedding photography, senior photography, Mm -hmm. whatever. At the crux of it, it's capturing a moment in this specific season of life, no matter what niche of photography. And why is that important? And how do you, as a business owner, as a senior photographer, how do you come alongside and alleviate that and give like the person who needs that get like that senior girl who needs photos and wants to feel beautiful and look beautiful and have this season of her life, this year of her life remembered forever. How can you come in and give her that solution in a beautiful way, in a way that makes her not feel awkward or self-conscious in a way that makes her feel like a rock star model and, and just like serves her as best you can. Like that's the kind of positioning and marketing messaging that you're using when you're trying to like, say, Oh, this is their problem. This is how I come in and get them from like point A to point B, like Mm -hmm. back to the point that Evie said, like, how are you positioning yourself as the person who will make their dreams come true? Obviously it's not their dreams as an entirety in life. It's, (laughs) it's their dreams as it relates to what you are, like what your offer is. Yes. I love that. Okay. That friends is the list of questions. If you need to go back and re-listen to this episode, do it. If you want to go to the show notes and like read the questions to be able to re-ask yourself, do it. But go through these questions one by one logistically and really objectively assess what am I doing or not doing in my business? What could stand some improvements? And I guarantee if you tighten up a few things, if you 
step up on a few things, you will start to notice your marketing will start like increase, which means your bookings will increase. Oh, amen. Amen. (laughs) I I could bet if somebody's not getting booked, I I mean, there could be out extenuating circumstances. Again, this is, this is the general overview without us knowing specifics of your business, your business model, your season, all that stuff. But I'm willing to bet one of the questions that we mentioned could be a root cause of one of the reasons why you're not getting booked. Yep. If not multiple. If not multiple, that's true. (laughs) Um, So hopefully this was helpful. Screenshot it, share it on Instagram. You know the spiel. Follow us on Instagram at The Heart University. Come join the Facebook group in the show notes. All the things. We are so thankful that you're tuning into this show. Like literally a mind boggled, a mind boggled uh, that like, well, at this time of this recording, almost 3 million unique downloads have been made for the Heart and Hustle podcast. 3 million people have tuned into this podcast. I have a good assumption with how fast we're moving towards that number that by the time this airs, uh, we will have surpassed that. So like genuinely from the bottom of my heart, thank you so freaking much. Like I don't think you understand how big of a blessing it is to serve you and to mm-hmm. have you a part of our community and for you to be here and just to be blessed for free. And hopefully like in the future, we can serve you even more than just through this podcast. But like, thank you. Genuinely, thank yes. you. That's all I have to say. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and Lindsay's off her, uh, off her soapbox. I just want to step back on it and say amen and good day. We will talk to you on the next episode.